Welcome to Waking Up from Breaking Up, the podcast all about breakups with real experiences from ordinary and everyday people. My name is Ira J, and I'm your host. So this week we are continuing with CART and the talking about the components of CART. If you haven't, what I think are the main components that make long-term successful long-term relationships successful. And um, that is C, communication, compatibility, commitment, connection, chemistry, A, appreciation, admiration, acceptance, attraction, R is respect, T is for trust and timing. Last week we talked with we talked with a couple, Jason and Liana, about communication, which is I think is a fundam- fundamental component to a successful relationship. And this week we are talking about compatibility with Sally and David. We've had Sally on this podcast before. She was a guest on May 1st, uh, where her interview was called Grief is Unexpressed Love and It's a Beautiful Thing. If you haven't listened to her, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different experience, um, separate from David. uh, And she went through that experience and grew as an individual and has now started this or is now engaged with David. So what is compatibility? There's numerous definitions, and I'll talk more about this in the reflection section after the episode, but compatibility can be uh, regarding life priorities. This can range from having kids versus having carefree lifestyle, or when do you see yourselves in the next five years or in 10 years. Life priorities have to align for a relationship to succeed. Um, Compatibility can range to common interests. Uh, your fundamental beliefs and lifestyles and your values. And so it's for it to be successful or to have a long-term successful relationship, compatibility, there's got to be some form of compatibility, especially when it comes to your life's, your core values and fundamental beliefs. And David and Sally talk about that in this episode. But before we get to the interview, please, if you haven't, subscribe to the podcast, please do so. Like it, um, subscribe to it, follow it. Uh, check us out on Instagram at waking up from breaking up. Check it out. Uh, check out our website at waking up from breaking up.com. Um, yeah. And thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Well, I'm excited to bring Sally back. She's, uh, repeated guest yay <laughs> but david's this is your first time on boo hi are you nervous yeah no i'm not nervous i talk to people about this all the time and for some reason i just end up being the advice giver really about disclaimer really- i don't know if it's good advice or not <laughs> i'm currently happy so i'll go Aww. with that oh well you guys are engaged and you're young right 27. Yeah. David, are you uh, he, I'm turning 27 this year. Yeah. And David. 28. Yeah. And you guys met technically when you were kids. Basically kids. Like, like we met when I had, I was 14. He was 15. Like yeah. we met in high school. Mm-hmm. And you never, I, uh, were you friends? 
No, we weren't friends. I played League of Legends with uh, her brother. Yeah, I was a, I was president of a club that his sister was at, like his like his middle sister. Yeah, we, we didn't really see much. So it's like we we're more like we were like we were like we were cool with each other. I wouldn't say we were like close enough to be friends. But, like, I thought I was cute. I thought I thought he was cute. I had like a brief, like for like a hot minute in grade nine, I had a crush on him. But like you know how in high school, like a year difference feels enormous. So it was one of those things where I was like, oh my god, no, I'm a baby. Like he probably sees me as such a baby, which I totally was but <laughs> i was like oh he's too old he's too old for me to have a crush on something after a month I just it's so different now that you're an adult right like what's a year what's what's five years really it doesn't really matter right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel like as an adult you realize it's less about like it's like like closeness and age it's more about are you guys in the same life phase like life path mental maturity totally you some people don't Really grow up. <laughs> yeah, age doesn't really mean anything, I realize. Like it's like just like someone could be like 40 but still have the maturity of like a 16 year old. Oh my god. Yeah. Welcome to my dating world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, actually that is so true because you guys like like you said, you didn't start till what date dating till 2018. So you touch base. Six years after, about six years after graduating high school, yeah. Like, because that was, like, the last time, like, we saw each other. Was when you like, graduated high school or, or when David graduated? Uh, I guess when, yeah, technically, like, seven, because, like, David graduated a year before me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it had, it had been a minute, like, because uh, we went to different schools, like, different, completely different programs. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, I guess we just kind of, like, loosely found out what each other, what each other was up to through social media. But that was about it into my DM. Oh. <laughs> True. Well, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. It was always easy. This, this would be great. <laughs> <laughs> David always says I'd like to thank Mark Zuckerberg for our relationship. You <laughs> see it at the uh, wedding. <laughs> yeah. And you can tag him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, which you you are right though, Sally. It is about the correct life phase, and for you guys to reconnect, it was timing, and and your your lives were aligning, and you're more compatible now than you were seven or when when you guys met um, seven Definitely. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what has compatibility been to you guys in in what it means in your relationship? Um, I think the first thing. Kind of need to figure out before you even think about compatibility is knowing who you are actually are, what your priorities are, and where you are. Um, because if you don't have a accurate idea of, you know, what makes like what makes you you, like what the kind of defines you as a person, and your habits and your uh, your good habits and bad habits, um, without knowing these traits, it's hard to find compatibility with with another person um and i think in terms of life phase it was really important for us because we had a really concrete idea of who we were and so uh and so you know instantly we realized like our two lives actually really fit well with each other um it's almost uh it's almost creepy sometimes you know (laughs) yeah you know i i hate i hate doing laundry and she's like I love doing laundry. It's like, I hate cooking or like, I don't want to cook. And I'm like, okay, I'll cook, you know? I, yeah. I hate cooking. I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm like a, we're a solid, like, we're all right. We're friends. <laughs> but like, they fucking are lovers, if that makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's a passion. Exactly, exactly. So we, we work to each other's strengths for sure. And you definitely, when I met you guys, David, when I met you, David, and what Sally told of, told of me, first, I was very skeptical. I'm like, you're like, you were, you live in a van? I'm like, Sally, he's going to kidnap you. Yes, by all means, David. So in September of 2018, I watched a series of YouTube videos about a skier who built a van and went skiing. And I was like, wow, I want to do this with a snowboard. And so in the next month, I just moved out of my apartment, bought a van and lived out of it while I was converting it. And and Sally sent me a message while it was still half finished. So by the time I showed this band to her on the first day, it was this plywood monstrosity in the backdrop. And it looked really strange because everything was framed out and built. Um, and there were only three planks of wood on the ceiling. And only the center of three planks were stained. <laughs> and she was just at them being like what kind of weird des- design decisions are you making right now <laughs> um yeah so that's the whole van thing uh in case we we, we mentioned we mentioned my creepy white van yeah <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what she told me she's just, he's like oh he lives out of this white van i'm like excuse me yeah and then she's like Oh, and next weekend I'm going to Whistler with him. I'm like, oh my god, text me when you get there. <laughs> when you yeah, get back. I, I, she was so worried. She was so that you're a total sketch bag. <laughs> yeah. But I got to meet you, so which is great. But once I knew you were into snowboarding and backcountry snowboarding and all this adventurous stuff, I was like, oh man, this guy is very Sally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Does that play a lot into your compatibility? Obviously, you guys love doing a bunch of stuff together. But like, was it like something, David? You're like, oh, Sally loves this. I love this. You know, like, was that something that? I mean, at first, I um, was our second day. I was like, second day. Yeah. 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 Because I used to date around in Vancouver, and girls would tell me all the time that they snowboard. <laughs> And, um, you know, when you take them up on the hill, they, um, they're, they're not quite what they advertise themselves to be. <laughs> so, you know, me being the logical person I am, I had to do some due diligence when she claimed she could snowboard. And, uh, although her skill was not, uh, extremely advanced, uh, I never, her, which attitude, I never claimed. her attitude was, uh, outstanding. And so, you know, I felt like there was, uh, there was definitely a bit of, a bit of, opportunity here for us to start something special yeah uh, david loves snowboarding so much like it's his passion like it's be all end all like the happiest i've ever seen this man is like on the hills like fresh pow but like yeah i think for him at that point because like you just loved it so much like you if you were looking for someone like to date, you definitely wanted someone who shared that particular passion just because yeah. it was such a strong one mm-hmm. and like yeah for me it was just like a seasonal like holidays like snowboarder like super super casual yeah but like you know like you and i have gone yeah yeah we had gone together but like i was my stamina wasn't that great like i, I but 
I will say though, I always had a great time. Like even if I was, my legs were dying, like I just felt like everything hurt, like my body's so much pain. I saw the biggest smile on my face because at the end of the day, like the adrenaline and just being in the mountains, anything in the mountain is a good day. Exactly. So I think like, even if my skills like weren't like up to stuff as much as his, like he kind of like saw, okay, like. You're enthusiastic. Yeah. The enthusiasm is like something that can help like her become better. Yeah. Like. And I know, yeah, we've like talked about that. Like that was like a big draw where I was even I, even if I wasn't the best at it, I wasn't just like quitting and giving up and just being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I think he had met some people who were like that before. But for me, I'm just like, I don't care if I'm good or bad. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yes. And it's it's nice to find somebody who has that same passion, even if they're not as good as you, David. Um, but it is nice to actually be like, oh, she's passionate about it and she still has a lot of fun, even though she's no, like, Sean White. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's not just about that, right? It's it's seeing, it's having someone who could see your intense passion and kind of accept it for what it is and understand that even though it's not something you might feel so intensely about, you can at least share the feeling that that person has towards that thing, right? This happens a lot for like artistic pursuits um, for Sally. Like Sally gets very, very excited for um, artistic things like, you know, going to galleries, going, like watching movies, musicals. And, you know, at the beginning, I was, um, you know, I had a hard time really getting myself excited for them. But then once I kind of refocused on, you know, it was about the way she felt about these things, um, you know, seeing her happy and seeing her excited. Uh, translated to uh, positive feelings for me as well and uh yeah i think that was a i think that was like a pretty good turning point and uh at least me trying to get ex- getting excited about the thing that she's excited about because she hates having her bubble burst you know <laughs> i'm sure like if you, you told someone about something you really really love and they're just like flat line no expression completely unimpressed um you wouldn't be super stoked either so no. Yeah, that's, that's something he's like. He's like definitely learned. Like we've like learned from each other in terms of that. It's like it doesn't matter if like if you don't get as excited about something that I'm passionate about as I do. Just as long as you recognize that it's something that makes me really happy, and that it's it's like one of those situations where you're like, you know what? I'm happy that you're happy. And honestly, that that's what like that's the most important. You have to say that genuinely, though. You can't yeah. just say that with like a frown on your face. Like, yeah. You and like, yeah, that was honestly like something super, super important to, I think to both of us, just that, yeah. like that, like being able to recognize that when your partner's excited about something, mm-hmm. just like, like uh, have them ba- be able to bounce that energy off of you. Cause you know what, this is a world that so many things can make you unhappy and make you cry. And so like, when you find something that like lights your soul on fire, just grab hold of it. And just, as a supportive partner, just to, like, like keep stoking that fire, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I totally understand that, but it, that's not just beyond like activities and interests. So that goes like deeper down in your relationships. Cause I know that you guys are two different people. Um, you know, David, you're an engineer. Um, Sally's very creative, very different kind of mindsets and different ways of thinking. How has that been a struggle um, and coming together? And how do you deal with your fights or, or you know, like how have you grown in that sense? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, 
stupid fights. Oh, yeah. I think, like, a lot of, and from my perspective, like, just from the beginning, like, in the beginning, there was definitely a lot of, like, miscommunication because, like, you know, our love languages, there are a lot of similarities in our love languages. There are also a lot of differences, mainly because, like, you know, as a creative person, I'm very empathetic. And then to the point where, like, I just because I intuitively can understand how someone's feeling just from like just a general vibe gauge, just like from a few words, I expect, like, especially someone I'm dating, like I expect other people to be able to do the same with me. So it's like, I didn't always vocalize when I, like, when I got upset, when I didn't always vocalize when like something that he did would make me annoyed. And like from date, from my perspective, I'm like, why can't you just get it? Why can't you just, why can't you just see that something you did clearly has like, has like, has affected me this way. But like from his perspective, he's like, but if you don't tell me, like, I won't know, like, that's not how I like operate, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like it was one of those things where you just like, I think it's actually now it, it's really great. Cause it's every day I have a new perspective to listen to and a completely new way of thinking. And it always, you know, gets, like makes me double check my own biases where it just makes you realize like not everyone in the world thinks the way you do. Even if you meet a lot of people that are similar, not necessarily the case. I think that was a really big learning experience for me, like dating someone like him who like just who thinks who operates very differently, but like, and like, and I think there are a lot of strengths to like the way that both of us approach this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I remember a lot of our early flights being really stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh well, i thought you were gonna do this well i thought you thought i thought i thought you thought uh, that i thought this way so i did this right um, yeah. it's a lot of like i thought you thought but when you're but when one of us is very logically based and the other one's very emotionally based um typically what i thought you thought is usually incorrect um, yeah. so um what, what what usually happens is um in in one of our earlier fights we would typically just escalate slowly and you know we both get more and more annoyed um but a trick i've kind of figured out or at least a method i've kind of figured out is um simply just calling a stop to you said or you thought i thought mm-hmm. and um you know just talking without reservation about how we thought about this current situation and you know how we interpreted and how we felt and really just not applying our thought process to their feelings mm-hmm. and just kind of taking those feelings at face value and you know telling the person i understand you feel this way um I, I i acknowledge that you can feel this way even though this is not the way that i would react right and that and focusing on the feelings that the other person is having rather than the actual like reasoning behind the actions themselves um makes us feel a lot more empathetic towards the other person mm-hmm. and it makes us uh gives us emotional leeway with each other and uh usually right after those kinds of conversations we're like you know i'm, I'm sorry i did this i didn't realize that it would make you feel this way right mm-hmm. usually like no one if you're in a relationship where you want the person to be actively unhappy you should probably get out of that relationship <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying in a healthy relationship in those kinds of misunderstandings both partners are well-intentioned if it's a miscommunication, it just needs to be resolved. And resolving those kind of miscommunications requires um, us to learn to listen to each other without judging judging each other with our different kind of uh, um, 
mindsets. Yeah, that's something I really, really appreciate, like learning while like just like being with David. Because like I think as a very emotional person, you tend to like your the way that you approach, especially when it comes to just like everything, it could be very unreasonable. Like it's like irrational. It's just, it doesn't actually make sense. You know, like it, it makes sense to you personally, but just from like someone who doesn't think the way you do, it's like a lot of it because it's like just intuitive. There's no like actual pattern. Whereas like with like, when it comes to like reasoning with David, what I realized like, oh, I've actually learned so much more to like very clearly communicate like how I'm feeling and how something has made me feel and to acknowledge that, you know, I know it wasn't your intention or like, I know it wasn't my intention, but like how you feel is a reality and, and valid. that's the valid. And that should be like the quote truth that I should be concerning with my, like myself with more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was something I honestly learned so much just, just from him. Yeah. Cause before that, I feel like I, I would, it would be something I would be thinking in the back of my head, but not something I, I thought I had to say out loud. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But you do. I have a friend that I call their partners like crazy all the time. And I'm like, I don't think they're crazy. I think they just feel a certain way and you're not, and you don't think the reason why they feel that way is valid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate when people say that, oh, she's crazy and da da da, or he's crazy. Oh, da, da, da. And, you know, it's like you have to live with someone's crazy. No, you have to live with a different way of or understanding that someone else thinks and feels differently than you do. And your reality is not their reality as well. And, and when, when I found, find like um, when people fight and, um, and they're like attacking each other, the end result or the end goal isn't the same. The end goal should always be like, Hey, let's resolve this without attacking each other, but we're resolving it together. And that's through communication. And, and also, like you said, like being in the same life phase is, um, you know, having that same emotional maturity and experience, right? So you have to be both there. You have to be both willing to resolve it together. And that's all like life stuff, (laughs) lifestyles, beliefs, fundamentals in, in any relationship, right? Exactly. Yeah, this wouldn't have worked in that school. No, 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 yeah, no. This wouldn't work because like both of us are aware of who each other are and like we like we like ourselves. I feel like that's a pretty big key to like being in a healthy relationship, like liking your own company. Yeah. But also just like being aware of like, oh yeah, like this is this is not a strength of mine. Yes. And so that when like when that comes to the forefront, you're like, oh okay, like it was probably because like I don't do this as much as I'd like to. That would that would really really help our relationship. And then, like you can you can kind of like let that like help you grow in the direction you need to, so you can grow together. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we talked about earlier about life. Um, what is it? Love languages. What is your love language? Uh, definitely words of affection. Yeah, we're yeah. very like it's like it's like gross. Like it's like <laughs> from an outsider perspective. It's like we say I love you like all the time, all the time. But I think another favorite thing I have, I think it's also just having like built like sayings. It's also part of like the words of affection, quality time. Yeah. 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 I think those are like our biggest ones. I think words of affection is, I mean, the reason why I like words of affection uh, personally is because if you have something on your mind, you just, you just say it out loud. I think she looks beautiful. I just, say what's on my mind it's really easy yeah um, 
you know, like it, it takes no effort from me and, uh, yeah. And, and it means a lot to the other person. So that's the thing. It's it's so easy. And I guess, yeah, like it, it's, it, it's easy if that happens to be your love language as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, like just like having these thoughts and just like being able to voice them, just being like, like, you know, every, every night, just being like, oh, like honestly, like being able to go to bed with you every night and wake up to you every day is like such a, such a gift. Like your presence itself. Like I'm so, so happy you're in my life. I'm very thankful every day. Just realizing like, yeah, what we have is a gift and just in vocalizing that it's such an easy thing to do really, but it has this, like a really big impact, I think, on your partner. Yeah. You're like, if, if that's the way that they accept love as well. Yeah. But you gotta do the small things. Um, yeah, I think it's more, yeah, and when it comes to like being in a relationship and like letting the other partner like know how you feel, it's like less about grand gestures but more about the, the day-to-day, like the little things that happen in the yeah. day-to-day. Like when she comes home, and I'm usually working from home, when the moment she comes through the door, I'll just get up on my desk and go through you at the door. You know? I love it. It's, it's just, such yeah. a small thing, but I love it so much. Yeah. yeah, because, and like, there was one time he didn't do it, and I got upset. <laughs> I was, I was like, a meeting. hey, where's my, where's my, where's my, like, post-work coming home greeting? I think you said this relationship is going downhill. <laughs> honeymoon phase is just a mentality it's just I've only had one major serious relationship in my life and um 12 years in I remember because I went away for school for my master's I remember running down the airport because I was so excited to see my my fiance at that time that excitement for when like our our first few dates that was still there right and and you know and that's when you know it's that's you know this is a good reason of course there's ebb and flow in everything and that includes uh, committed serious relationships oh, yeah. um, you know but when, when you when you change that mindset it makes a huge difference and i love love that sally and you know in our other interview that was exactly the same thing you changed your mindset and i just mm-hmm. love that and i think because you guys are different but yet similar and compatible you're teaching each other and you're growing while you're just experiencing each other right yeah 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 it feels so easy like honestly like so Mm -hmm. like i never realized like loving someone could be so easy yeah yeah even when it's difficult it's still 
like you know, when you're fighting, it's still pretty easy. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, like if you if you really love someone, like like you just want to see them happy, mm-hmm. and like obviously just being two different people, two different life experiences and ways of seeing the world. There's there's bound to be conflict. There's bound to be disagreements. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, honestly, when I think about like our fights and the any disagreement we have, like the reason that they get even like a little bit dragged down is just because like at that point we're just upset to see each other upset. <laughs> yeah, you you know how when you get like sufficiently into an argument, you kind of forget how it started in the first place. Like, there's too many points, there's too many reasons behind why certain things were done, and at a certain point, you just look at the other person and they're really unhappy, and then they look they look at you and you're really unhappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a cycle. It's yeah, just, it's just, it just it just keeps continuing <laughs> until we decide, like, all right, like what, like let's stop what? being unhappy. Yeah, like, like, just like, okay, like, what, let's, let's start, let's start, like, actually trying to make ourselves feel good again, because that's what each other wants. Yeah. And I think if both of you know that, then it's a lot, it's like, you know, when you, I feel like when it, if there's no winning or losing when it comes to an argument between a couple, because at the end of the day, like, if, like, if that's how you think, like, one of you is always going to end up feeling shitty. Yeah. And that's not what you want. You want the other person to feel happy. And you also want to feel happy with them. Because that's the best feeling. There is one thing, though, I find really helpful when we resolve our disagreements. Um, I don't think we've ever finished a disagreement without putting one of these out. But um, I'm an engineer, and and uh, (laughs) something that we say a lot is uh, is that promises don't work or best intentions don't work, Uh, and. What that what, what that means is people can have the best intentions, can have the best um, hope for the future, could want to be a certain way, but, but best intentions never work. Mechanisms work, and the way that we kind of use mechanisms to make our relationship better uh, is by is because at the end of every one of our disagreements, we try to identify what the other person did or the situation that made them so unhappy. And we try to figure out how we can, you know, avoid this next time, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, like the same, similar, never the same, similar situations typically show up. And we learn a bit more from every one of those situations and we keep working on the mechanism. So, um, you know, it's a, men- it's a mental mechanism, but it's still a mechanism. It's like, hey, you know, next time when you're coming to me really excited about something, I'm going to stop. I'm going to think about how you're feeling and I'm going to meet your face, check out your expression and I'm going to match your energy level. I'm not going to be like, Oh, sorry. Like that's, that's great, babe. And go back to, go back to playing video games or something. That's not, not, not the best reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> key, um, because mechanisms um, build that relationship, not just, um, you know, not just the, the desire to reconciliate immediately. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in it for the long run, you have to build a strong foundation. And if you don't have mechanisms, um, basically like almost rules that you kind of have that kind of uh, build your relationship, um, I, I don't I don't feel like um, we'd have as strong a foundation as we would today. For sure, I remember he mentioned this earlier, like this week, where um, like I think when it comes to just what we give to ourselves, like to each other it doesn't feel like we're giving a part of ourselves up. 
Like it, it, it actually feels like we're enhancing ourselves. Like just being like, Oh, like the things that caused like any disagreements or any miscommunications before that like led us to like being unhappy with each other. It was all actually things that like, I didn't like about myself or like, Oh yeah. Like this is definitely something I could work on. So like, actually it just, it feels like this through dating, like it, through dating David, I've actually become this a better person because there are actually a lot of things where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like this is definitely something I could work on. And they also happen to be things that was like getting in the way of our unhappiness at certain times. And so just when those things aligned, it was just so easy to be like, Oh yeah, this is definitely something that I want to work on. But it never had to, it never felt like I was giving up a part of like something that makes me fundamentally who I am or a part of myself. I really like for the other person. And I always felt like I was very loved and accepted for exactly who I am. I think he feels the same way. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like and it never felt like I was giving up like a part of myself personally that I love just yeah. to be in love with him. Yeah, that's amazing, and that's oh god, you guys are so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when like you know, obviously I met you, David, and but when I saw how Sally had grown and how happy she was, I was like, okay, this she has found her dude like you like everything you, you when you talked about David your face lit up and he was incredible <laughs> and there was such a safety there to be able to express everything because you had you were going through so much stuff when you guys first met and um the fact that you provided a safe space for her to be able to heal and grow um from from her experiences has been incredible to watch and to see her relationship blossom. I am so excited to, to stand with you guys next year at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, like for you to, for each phase of your relationship, you have to do it together. And that's what compatibility is. So David, how did you know that? Well, I, I, I know you guys are so mad in love, but how did you know this is the time for me? <laughs> to to propose this we're compatible in every sense of the word we are communicate we i love her to pieces but you know obviously there's like timing is everything sometimes right she's not that much younger than you of course you know you guys have your life together you have a job you have a career all that stuff that society thinks is what makes people ready for marriage whatever but having life priorities and seeing yourself and aligning in those five-year goals and 10-year goals like you know that, that I think that's more reason of of um proposing to someone other than being just madly in love and your life goals are aligning so when was that for you what was it that was like okay I'm madly in love with this girl and everything just is perfect well perfect as much as it can be oh <laughs> uh, well, I always say like I feel like being married to someone or proposing it's not so much as in, you know, you're just two lovebirds and you're going to get married, um, you know, have, happy, have a happily ever after. Um, but it's really, to me, it's more like joining two families together. Um, it's like joining two lives together. And, you know, that involves a lot more than just uh, love. I mean, love is a big component of it. But, um, yeah, you're definitely right. We got to, we had to make sure we were totally aligned on our life priorities um, what we wanted for uh, our families, where we wanted to live, um, you know, how, I guess, uh, the, the, the kind yeah. of the roles, the roles that we 
we have in our relationship, right? Those are things I, I think we worked out really early on. Yeah, you asked me a lot of like very serious questions like early on. Well, you asked well, I asked those questions because I, I trusted you would take them seriously. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And everyone, every one of them, answered very honestly, and I, you know, I, I answered your questions very honestly. Um, these aren't. I, I think in a relationship, you should uh, be scared to ask like, the hard questions that that are important to you, right? Oh yeah. Um, I think within the first like month or so, we, I, I cleared most important the most important questions I had. Um, you know, we found like a personality match, which was important. Um, you were okay with my love of snowboard. Um, and, I don't think some people understand like snowboarding for me is non-negotiable. I was, <laughs> I was, I was ready. I, I, I moved into a van just so I could snowboard more often. <laughs> and I actively try to break my per, per year record every single year. Um, so that was like a big part of my life that wasn't negotiable. Um, but yeah, we asked like the big questions very early and just kind of, I think that comes from like self-respect too, being like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm my own person. These are my, these are my boundaries. This is what I want for my life. Yeah. Um, some things I'm more flexible than others. Um, you know, like things like, um, you know, where, where we live in the future, I'm more flexible and stuff like that. Um, like our, our roles, my our roles in our relationship might change over time. I'm I'm okay with that, um, but some things are uh, are less flexible. Like, you know, you have to get along with my family. Uh, you know, I want to have kids. You gotta you have to want to have kids too. You know, those things uh, you know kind of hard set on. So as long as uh, we kind of feel feel each other out on our boundaries and we found those boundaries kind of aligned with each other, um, yeah, I I felt very ready very early on in the relationship um i believe it was like what four months in i think that's what i told you yeah i think four months in i was like ready to get married um but you know out of out of uh out of uh caution out of uh what is it um generous amounts of caution uh i decided to you know wait a longer period and then uh spend some more time with her family over vacation. And uh, I asked her dad for permission like nine months before the actual act. Yeah. You know, just because of COVID, it wasn't very, it wasn't, it was hard to, it was hard to see anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and asking her dad was very important because like I said before, it's, uh, it's two lives being joined together. It's also two families being joined together. Yeah. So um, I don't know, that might be, a part of our Asian upbringing, but uh, no. was, that was very important. Yeah, I think it's very, very important. Very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to summarize, um, there are some things I really needed to, I, I really needed in this relationship. Some things I'm more flexible in this relationship, but I have always had enough self-respect for her and myself to ask those questions to make sure we're on the same page about those important issues mm -hmm. before we're too committed into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though you guys are so young, all of that is so emotionally mature. It's incredible. It's so wise. There's so much wisdom in you two. I ask those same questions too, because I, I've dated around for, for a long time. And now I am very specific of what I ask in when I'm dating someone. And first of all, one of me, I wait maybe two or three dates when I ask this question. Sometimes I don't, if I'm really interested in the person, I'm just like, so what happened with your last relationship? And if their response is like, oh, that's coming up now, 
And I'm just like, okay, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like they bad mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're bad mouthing their past relationship that, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, no red yeah. flags. Yeah. That's a red flag. <laughs> like, so yeah. for you guys to be, cause that was four years ago. Right. When you, oh, guys, yeah. Yeah. Oh, almost four years ago, yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. four years ago. Yeah. So for you to have known, you know, yourselves and, to ask those hard questions right off the bat and your goals, like you direct, it's, it's incredible. And I think the maturity you guys have is, is amazing. So I'm going to ask this. When did you know you were in love, David, four months in? <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I knew I was in love. I think four days in. <laughs> to have like especially with the with someone who is a complete stranger which is often the case mm-hmm. but I think with us because we had known each other technically for like so long I, knew, I mean I knew he wasn't a psycho so, like, so it, that, that also helped things but like it was also just it was a feeling everything just it, like you know like there's that really really cheesy oversaid saying like when you know you know and I didn't really like understand it until I met David it's just like, it was like the second date and then he just completely threw me off guard by just straight up asking like, oh, like, yeah, like, will you be my girlfriend? And like, I, d- I said yes immediately. I didn't even have to think about it. It was just something that I just innately felt was, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is something good. The, the, the confidence is so attractive. A hundred. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So attractive. And yeah. no hesitation is, and the communication it's such a big deal. You both balance each other out and you both are just so incredible individuals and so mature for your young age, but you are full of wisdom. So, so David, you, we know that you were in love immediately, but who said it first? 
Oh, it was David. Oh, was David called. David called the first shots for like everything, everything. Because you know, he's a guy. He's a guy that like knows what he wants and just like aims for the target, which honestly is like one of the most attractive things. Oh, yeah. Like it's just in a in a in a in a society where so many men I've I've met are just like so wishy washy and like so unsure and like don't really want to commit to anything because they're not really sure if they're like if they're just missing if they're missing out on something in the future that they think what might be better it was just such a refreshing perspective <laughs> honestly oh yeah but you know what though I- i'm kind of guilty of that as well <laughs> so it's not just yeah. men like when i got on my 13 year relationship i was so wishy-washy i was like Wah! but now i'm just like okay i know what i want <laughs> like, like not putting up with shit anymore and i think that has yeah i think experience and timing and finding you know someone who's compatible with the exact same goals as you exactly yeah. mm-hmm. exactly I, I definitely think this relationship came from the inside out from like individual individuals becoming a couple rather than two halves joining into one right um mm-hmm. we were we were both complete persons before we got into a relationship mm-hmm. and even if for some but for but for some reason we were to separate again, we would still be our individuals. And I think that's something that's, um, that's really powerful for us to keep in mind because, um, no, we're still very much ourselves. Yeah. uh, Yeah. This relationship only makes us better. Exactly. Exactly. I think like that was something we realized like pretty early on about ourselves. I think, I think David just vocalized it more. Like I, I was pretty like in love with him without realizing that's what I was feeling. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like he was the first one to like you know like straight up like ask me like my girl like be his girlfriend but also like the first person to say like i love you and like vocalize his feeling that the feeling that i totally had as well but it was something that i never realized it was actually love until he said it and it was just like oh yeah like it was just so easy to say back yeah but you know the first time he said it he said it in french so that <laughs> It would be less awkward. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he tried to make it cute so that, like, I would laugh and, like, the moment wouldn't feel so heavy. Like, oh, he, I, remember he, I still remember the exact way he said it. Like, we were on a trip to Big White and we were, like, cuddling. And then he just looks over at me, like, super serious. He's so good at making eye contact. Like, super seriously, like, <laughs> stared at me and was like, Je pense que je t'aime, which means like I think I love you. And I was like, how how much did you practice that, David? <laughs> I don't have to. I, I I remember my grade twelve French. That's what you remember. <laughs> Jesus, color a till is what I remembered. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like David. David remembers like it's a romantic thing. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah, that's the thing. Another thing that like that makes David and me so compatible. We're both very spontaneous. You guys are very adventurous. Yeah, adventurous, and we're just like you know, like we for us, like the priorities are like just each other. Well, I'm, I'm like I always tell him, I'm like you know, at the end of the day, like as long as you're there, like we can live in a shack and I'd be happy. You like, are practically living in a mobile shack. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I'm, and I'm so happy, like the happiest I've ever been because then it's like one of those things where you realize like it doesn't matter like where you are as long as like you have a sense of home with you like especially if that sense of home is in a person 
it's so much easier because you can find a sense of home anywhere. Yeah. And that's exactly how it is. It's like, that's why moving, moving to a new city with him was so easy. It was just like, oh yeah, like, you know, like you have a home where you grew up and you have like a place where you, where you feel at home, but you also have a person that just yes. makes you like, make like completely just embodies what home is. Yeah. You know, what home is to a person. And like what home is is a feeling. And that's exactly what I found with David. So at the end, it doesn't really matter like where we end up. Like that's, that's, I think that's where like one of the key places our priorities lie. Oh Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming. I love you both. Oh guys, thank you so much for taking this time. This was so amazing. to this week's reflection section what i really love about that interview with david and sally is they quite emphasize that they were individuals and who knew who they were before they got into the relationship i think it's very important when you're getting into especially when you're dating and looking for more of a long-term relationship, that you know who you are as an individual and as single individual and are comfortable and confident in who you are as a person and are happy on your own. There's always that saying of um, uh, you'll find someone to make you happy, but I think it's very toxic because you know, as David said um, during the interview, they weren't two halves making each other whole. Him and Sal- him and Sally were not two, two um, people making one whole person. They were whole individuals on their own, coming together and choosing a life to live together. And I think that's very important, especially, like I said, getting into a long-term relationship you want to be able to build a life with somebody who's confident in their decisions because when someone is confident in their decisions, then you know that they're confidently choosing you, that they're confidently committing into putting in the work to make this relationship strive or thrive, I guess. And so when we're talking about compatibility, it's that knowing what your life goals are and your core values and making sure that it aligns with each other. And David and Sally talked about that. And, um, you know, David said, you know, he he needs to to be with someone who wants to have kids and. Um, who values relationships with their families. So they're, you know, marrying two families together. And, you know, everyone and every couple has different life goals and life views, but it just, the couple itself or the individuals within the couple, those have to align. You know, it doesn't, you know, your life goal may not be, or your life values or core values may not align with Sally and David's mine don't particularly align with Sally and David's but I know my core values and I would look for a partner that has the same core values because my core values aren't when I'm looking for a partnership aren't going to change because it's core to me 
right? And so, and I would need that for my partner. What I really love about Sally and David is that they are completely different and they both know that. Uh, David, like he says, thinks logically and Sally is more of an emotionally very creative mindset and it's not compatibility isn't being the same person it's about going in with the same goals and it's to make each other happy and to understand that the other person isn't exactly like you and to make that commitment to understand them and understand their uh, love languages and attachment styles. Compatibility is finding someone who reciprocates your feelings, efforts, your energy, your vibe. Someone who pushes you mentally, intellectually, emotionally, and for Sally and David, physically when it comes to snowboarding. It's really funny that we talked about snowboarding a lot in the interview, but it is really evident how important it is to David and and like he said it was really important for him to find someone who may not have the same skill level as him but at least has the passion to go and do it and just enjoy every moment with him and that is Sally and of course he didn't have the same enthusiasm regarding you know probably museums and all that stuff but it's finding a partner who would be enthusiastic about your passions um you know I I love camping and I love hiking but I don't necessarily need a partner to go with me all the time I have friends for that I have friends to go hiking with and camping with but I would want my partner to encourage me to do my passions with, with or without them. And if they don't like camping, if they don't like hiking, then they encourage me to do what I want to do one day or two days in the week and um, be happy about it. You know, don't make me feel bad for wanting to do these things, even if you don't want to do it. And that's compatibility it's not about loving the same things it's about encouraging your partner to do what they want and be excited for them and support them in their dreams in their passions in their hobbies in yeah and so so it's finding that compatibility it's not doing exactly everything with them it is nice to have a lot of activities with your partners, a lot of activity interests, I mean, with your partner, of course, but not everything, you know, um, I don't really like watching football necessarily, like American football, but Jackson loved it. Um, our first major road trip was to Green Bay and you know, we went with his brother and dad, but I was just so excited to be part of what he loved and supported him through it all. So, um, you know, so I joined, of course, right? And that made us compatible because I was very supportive in that sense of his activities and what he was passionate about. Every individual is gonna have a different definition of what their lifestyle is or what their core values are. And like David had said, and like David and Sally had said, 
it's about knowing yourself as an individual and knowing what those core values are before you get into a relationship. Um, so I'm just going to run in a summary here of what compatibility is. High compatibility comes from similarities of lifestyles and core values. Compatible people generally have share similar goals in life. You know, compatibility is just able to exist and live with somebody together without major dramatic conflicts and confrontations and that they could be able to work together to a common goal. And Sally and David had mentioned that when they're fighting, it's really just the way they resolve it is to understand each other's point of views so that they can both be happy or Sally looks after David's happiness or and then vice versa where David looks after Sally's happiness when they're in conflict and they resolve the goal is still the same resolving the conflict and coming to a final conclusion in social psychology there's um this saying that birds of a feather flock together. When we find someone who's compatible with us, we're more likely to be attracted to that person, have greater intimacy, feel connected, and have a great friendship. Deep, influential, and lasting compatibility is a process. You work at it. It is not something that is awesome and romantic and just powerful, which are all good things, but it does take effort. It's something you negotiate in a relationship and it develops and grows as you develop and grow together. Often compatibility can get mixed up with chemistry or having like this intense chemistry with someone but compatibility people with lots of compatibility or couples with lots of compatibility um, but little chemistry develop this great friendship without much of the physical attraction or the romance couples with lots of chemistry but no compatibility tend to have these extreme quote-unquote butterflies and then it fizzles out just as dramatic as those butterflies began. So, you know, compatibility, like again, and like what David and Sally have proven is that it's process. It takes time. It's building. It's compromising. But what's non-negotiable are those core values and what's important to you as an individual. And that really does take knowing yourself first before getting into a relationship. I do want to separate that from, you know, the insecurities that we have and the old patterns that we have. You know, being an individual and knowing your core values before you get into a relationship is important. But you're always going to have insecurities. You're always going to have room to grow as an individual. David and, and Sally are still negotiating and still trying to, you know, work through together um, in life and dealing with one thing at a time. You know, they had silly fights in the beginning, but um, as their relationship kept going on and became more serious, 
the, I'm sure that the fights got a little bit more serious or the disagreements got a little bit more serious. And um, both of them, as confident as they both are and as much as they both know each other as individuals on, and then as a partnership, they both still have to work on each on in, in uh, on themselves and both have to understand that each one has past experiences and may have some insecurities or quote unquote baggage that they bring into the relationship it's about finding that partner that is willing to work with you in those insecurities that is willing to work together to resolve those things to resolve toxic patterns and all that jazz that comes into relationship because we're all broken we're all got experiences we all have room to heal and we all have room to grow and it's about finding the compatibility in a partner that is willing to work on that with you okay so thank you guys for listening and um i hope you learned a thing or two about compatibility. And if you have any input, please email me at ira, Y-R-A, at wakingupfrombreakingup.com or reach out to our Instagram at wakingupfrombreakingup. And thank you guys for listening. And I'm going to leave you with this. Be honest with your words, be kind with your actions, be fearless with your heart, and be brave enough to be vulnerable. Lots of love. Mm-hmm.